1: Life is back on sports betters, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and, yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting and all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800 792 betus. BetUS for 125% bonuses with promo code EB125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com with promo code EB125. Welcome to Ticket Weeknights. Okay, here's the deal with Nicole. Live from Coppell Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. She's just going to tell it like it is. Nicole is, uh, she's very wise. Sometimes you're not going to like it. Here is your host, Nicole Griffin.
0: Happy Monday, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Ticket Weeknights, I'm Nicole alongside Connor Happer and Big Sky on the Buttons. Um, I was not here last week. I apologize, and um, my mom was in town, so had to, I had to take, couldn't take two hours out of my Monday to come in. I'm, I apologize for that. Um, but what are you doing over there? Making a lot of ruckus. Getting comfortable. You're not comf- Settle, settling in. Lock in. Need yep. you to lock in. So locking in. Um, you can stream this on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch for the Twitchers, and um. Yeah, we're on from 6 to 8. So fun show planned for you guys. We're going to have Parker Gabriel on at 625, and then Jimmy Watkins of the Omaha World-Herald coming in studio at 7. Excellent. To preview the big, long-awaited Peru State-Nebraska exhibition game.
2: It's already here, basketball time, on Wednesday.
0: People, we sleep? When do we sleep?
2: In May and all the other months, (laughs) but mostly in May. (laughs)
0: So, before we get into football talk, I want to talk about the volleyball team. I feel like idea. they I feel like they've warranted it. Yeah. Not that they need to warrant anything, but, okay, that's pointedly rude that they are talking about the Bears right now on Monday Night Countdown. Yeah. We will get to that. Maybe never. Hopefully, we don't ever get to that. But Randy Moss is wearing a weird-looking hat. Okay. The volleyball team, Nebraska volleyball, they are on a 10-game win streak. They're rolling. They are had a three game losing streak lost three games and they haven't lost since so yeah. um can you
2: can you tell us what why why have they suddenly become amazing
0: john cook was like you guys i'm not going to be coaching losers is probably what he said
2: well I, I i there are some motivational tactics in there but the okay so lauren stivers comes back right correct she's been awesome i I pretty much overnight they became like "Eh, i don't really know what's happening here to okay they're back to being amazing game what what is happening with lexi's son
0: good question so she hits normally um left side right side she i don't know the correct terminology but she hits cross court okay and she's been struggling hitting cross court so she is uh third i believe just um, not playing well okay yeah we can just go with that, but I felt gotcha. like you wanted more of a no. I do, a, a, I, I do <laughs> definition. Um, but so, if you watched the Purdue game, they were Nebraska kind of was sleepy in the first set, but then they ended up winning three to one. Um, they put Lexi in, and they put um, I don't have the roster in front of me right now, but um, the freshman who's from Texas, who's also from Omaha, but the ones who our powerful cross court hitters were struggling. So they decided to change the, um, they decided to hit middle. Gotcha. Which is Kayla Caffey and Lawrence difference. And
2: so, well, it's good to have options. They, and it sounds like they have a lot of
0: them. They do. So, um, they're number one in the big 10. They're undefeated in conference play. They have a really exciting game. Um, they play this week, Wednesday, um, Allie Batenhorst, That's who I was forgetting. Yes. Forgetting about. And then, um, they play Wisconsin um, Wednesday night, and then they play on the road at Minnesota on Saturday.
2: This is Big Ten volleyball. It gets it's it's serious all the time. Pretty much everybody that they run into is like a top ten team. I feel like
0: always. That, uh, yeah,
2: and that's kind of the way it works.
0: And if you, I feel like it's kind of nice to have that right now as um, a palate cleanser, one would say. Yeah. When football's not doing amazing, it
2: is. It, it is nice to take out. So okay, Wednesday against number three Wisconsin. Wow, that that's huge. Um, and then Saturday on the road at Minnesota. So yeah, um, those are two. Minnesota's number eleven in the country right now. Nebraska is what number? N-
0: they're nine, nine but eight. I think they might jump up
2: yeah I mean if they beat Wisconsin for sure I mean, three losses but those feel like they were forever ago it feels like they were a completely different team when they lost those three in a row remember we were kind of panicked about it a little bit It's like Ugh, I don't this just this isn't normal for Nebraska volleyball and then of course they they tweak a couple things and get rolling and and okay so since since they've lost the three matches in a row, they beat northwestern three1. Swept Iowa, swept Michigan, swept Michigan State, beat Penn State three one, swept Rutgers, swept Indiana, swept Illinois, swept Iowa again, and beat Purdue three one. They've only lost three games in the last uh, month and a, and a, almost a half now, like games, not matches. Games,
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's amazing. They've been awesome.
0: So it'll be a exciting Wednesday, packed to Vanny, um, I'm assuming, and then I mean, there's also basketball. Is the exhibition's kind of jumping over to about? Is that open to the public?
2: Yes. Okay. Yes it is. Is it
0: full like or is it limited or
2: No, it, it's I don't think there's any, like you mean like restrictions wise for how many people they're letting in?
0: Yeah, not COVID reasons, but sometimes you know it's just not like well, the I, I, upper bowl might not be open. Maybe or... that
2: just depends on how many people they get. I I think that it'll be all the way open. I mean, my guess would be there'd be I don't know. nine ten thousand 10,000 people there on Wednesday. Are you going to go? Oh, yeah, I'll be at basketball on Wednesday. I'm ready to fire this thing up.
0: Wait, they play at 6?
2: They, Nebraska basketball, I don't, I'm not 100% sure. And
0: volleyball plays? Volleyball plays late. At 8 again? Volleyball plays at 8, Well, they went through our, at 10-11, it went through the newscast.
2: Mm. Yeah, so basketball plays at 6, so yeah, you can.
0: So then you're just going to hop on, hop, skip on over to Devaney?
2: I don't go to volleyball games. I don't have a volleyball, like, I've never done volleyball before. I've never, we've talked about this before. I've never seen a volleyball game in person.
0: Well, why don't you go?
2: I could, I should. I don't know. I didn't get a pass this year. I feel hmm. like I should have.
0: Yeah. Missed opportunity.
2: Yeah. Well, and then, you know, not to make too many excuses for myself, but there's a, like, right around this time of year, there's a lot of stuff going on. Oh
0: yeah? Like what? There
2: are. Well, there's, there's football, there's basketball, there's, there's women's basketball. There's a lot. Of
0: oh yeah. I forget you do that.
2: Yes. Which is awesome, and I'm excited to watch them. They start. They have their first exhibition against Midland a week from tonight.
0: I want to get Coach Love on the radio show.
2: We should get Chuck on. He would do it.
0: I know he would. Yes. He told me, just whenever you want me to come on. Because Amy and her staff were at South Dakota when I was at South Dakota. Ah, that's right, yes. So a fun little connection. And then Craig Smith was at South Dakota when I was there. It's kind of like a weird pipeline.
2: Craig, Craig's Craig loved doing like he we had him on when he was the coach at like his last three stops, just like texted him on his cell phone, like, hey, come on the show. He's like, OK, anytime." <laughs> it's for, for no reason. Like Nebraska wasn't playing or anything like that. Just like, let's talk basketball with Craig Smith.
0: Great guy. Great, now he's, and now he's at Utah. Great segment. Yes. So that's that's your volleyball dose. Lead the show <laughs> with that. And then. Yeah. Um, we have Parker Gabriel coming up at 625 and then Jimmy Watkins, of the Omaha world Herald coming up at seven Nebraska football fresh off the bye week. Did you enjoy your bye? Both of you? Uh, Either of you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it didn't, it doesn't feel like a bye at times, but you know, you,
0: well, you will get another one in a couple of weeks. I know
2: the, the buys, the buys for us, especially when they leave us on such a stink bomb. Mm. It's not the most fun thing in the world, but you know, I once again try not to complain, so I will not. It was good. I enjoyed it. I had a great week.
0: Did you go to the press conference today? Yes. And what would you say the message? What I watched some of it from home. Shout out my Vizio that has YouTube. <sighs> I, I
2: thought they, um, I thought they seemed refreshed a little bit, which is which is good and which is what you want to hear and, um I think they were probably there was a whole bunch of you know nagging injuries that they were kind of dealing with going into that game and it was just the end of a long stretch so um I feel like you're you're past that a little bit now you get to step away from a little bit a little bit come back and and feel refreshed about it. And that was the sense that I kind of got today.
0: Mm-hmm. I heard uh, Adrian talk, I heard Ben Stille talk and then I heard coach Frost talk. Coach Frost uh, sounded kind of um I don't know. Youthful?
2: That's a Yeah, his right. Yeah, very, he se- he seemed refreshed.
0: He was kind of playing kind of joking around with Sam McEwen a little bit and yep. um wasn't short in his answers, no. just kinda refreshed. So
2: Yeah, I, I hope that they can <laughs> I hope that they could forget about what happened two weeks ago. But you know. Yeah. We all want to forget. Some of us can't.
0: That was my first so I, I went to Minnesota. That was my first road football game. And it was, it was just weird. I felt like I was in another, like the media level is six also he, at um Huntington Bank Stadium. um, It felt like everything that, I just felt like I was in like a transported world.
2: Yeah. No, I'm with you. But, and then you see this, you look around and you see the same people that you. You see or, the same people, yeah. you
0: see the same team, you're just at a different place. I don't know. The, the, it was There's a
2: big M instead of a big N. It was very strange. Was different colors. But I did yeah. enjoy
0: it because um there's Bizarro World. A lot less people travel to away games, mm-hmm. not fans. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like media members. Mm-hmm. And um like for Nebraska home football games, it is packed on the sidelines. It's
2: overwhelming. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. It is. Because if <laughs>
0: I say it, people are like, What are you what are you overwhelmed about? There's a lot.
2: There's just a lot a lot going on. A lot of people and, People want to ask their questions well, and, and the say what they want to say and stuff like that.
0: About Minnesota, the stadium, the the low, the first row of seats is pretty low to the field. Yeah, where Min- Nebraska's is low, but then you kind of have that gate
2: mm-hmm. that
0: it pushes out on along the sidelines. Yeah,
2: you're refer- I mean, that's such an old like that's a difference really between an old stadium and a new stadium. Like Nebraska Stadium, once upon a time,
1: had a track on it. Life is back on sports betters, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and, yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting and all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800 792 US. BetUS U.S. for 125% bonuses with promo code EB125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone. Social and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, Bet U.S. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com with promo code EB125. So, like, they, I,
2: I was saying this when I was doing the broadcast for the, for the high school game on Friday night. Like, Burke is the home of the, the state track meet. And so there there's a big track that's important to the the field. So the stands are beyond that and where, you know, these new stadiums like they're not going to put a track there. You have a track facility. You know, you don't you don't need to have a track in a football stadium in the same like it was in 1930 when they built half these stadiums. So um, you could you could put the seats right on top of the field. That was mm. sorry. That was a long no, deal. On history lesson. I, tracks and stadiums and we, stuff like that. But yeah, you could put this. You could put the seats right on the field, and that's what these new arenas and stadiums are doing. It's, it's nice. It's better that way.
0: We have a couple sound bites pulled from the press conference today. Um, Big Sky. How how many do we have pulled? What do we What do we got?
3: I have all three that you listed on the outline.
0: Okay. Awesome. Um, let's hear from. Adrian, on the urgency that is going into this game um, and winning against Purdue?
2: You need to always have a sense of urgency, uh, and we haven't lost that. We've had that at the beginning of the year, and we have it right now. Um, There's a sense of patience when it comes to where this program is and where we know we can be, where we want to be, and having confidence in that. Um, The urgency can't
4: stop, and it won't stop. We obviously need this win, and it's a huge game for us.
0: Would you say that this is a winnable game? (laughs) I had to get that in there. I like that that his
2: uh, gained popularity because I I played that clip. What was that? It's okay. I played that clip, um, you know, right after it happened because I remember when that and I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. It was after the 2018 game when Purdue came here and won and. Uh, I believe the, the guy's name was Markel Jones. He walked right by Scott Frost when he had the comment earlier that week and said, I think we, we're, we'll we go back home. Because remember, Nebraska was getting, got smoked by Michigan the previous week and is like, all right, we're going to go back home and we have a, more of a winnable game. And was
0: that Scott's first year?
2: It was Scott's first year, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was after his third game. And, uh, <laughs> and then after the game, it was Dan, right, Dan Corey, your former colleague, who got the Who got R.I.P. He's not dead. He just rolled right by and goes, "We had a winnable game," like in this mocking voice. And I thought it was the funniest thing immediately. And I've been playing it on my show ever since. And and now it feels like people actually kind of, you know, remember that, and it's a it's a part of the Purdue Nebraska rivalry history, which is (laughs) fantastic.
0: What are your thoughts on it being at two thirty? Uh, that's fine.
2: That's – that. it's probably better, I guess, than 11 considering this team and their ability to wake up. Have juice. Have juice, right? <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of talk of juice last week. So, it's probably good for them.
0: Do you think there will be another night game this year? So, I guess it would just be Ohio State, but
2: – The Big Ten tries to not play night games in November, but I, I, from what I gathered today, Ohio State will not be at night. Um. So – do we have a time for Wisconsin? It's on the road. No. Um, and then I was at one thirty, So probably, I mean, no more home night games. I was at 12.30. Sure. 12.30. Gotcha. Mm. So what did I say? One?
0: Yeah. 30. Well, oh, I missed I, it. I, you have to be factually correct. You're right. No, you're right. This is a, uh, this show.
2: It's um, built on facts. <laughs> so we based, ha- on,
0: based on a, a true story. That is Based right. on facts that happened. Okay, what else do we want to hear from Adrian? We want to hear. Okay, one thing that I kind of want to get to, into. I don't really want to get into is the narrative of him coming back or not. Mm. Is, you
2: don't want to get into this.
0: Is it necessary? Is it just like we're grabbing for some fruit right now? Do we don't not do not really know what to talk about? Um, you don't
2: find it interesting.
0: I just feel like we have.
2: There's there's definitely now to your point. I, there's definitely time. Like th- th- we'll we'll figure it out eventually, right? Um, and this season's book hasn't been completely written yet, right? Mm-hmm. We still have four more games to kind of figure out what this team's all about. But I've- I, I do find it pretty fascinating what his what his mindset is, and we haven't really got there with him yet. Um, and then he's you know obviously if he doesn't come back next year, it leaves a huge question at the quarterback position. I don't know what they do.
0: Big Sky. Let's go ahead and hear Martinez on if he is coming back or not next year. Oh, 100.
4: percent That's after the
2: season. Um, there are too many things that are way more important than that right now. Interesting. That, to so my knowledge, is the first time anybody. I didn't hear that today. I wasn't in the room. I guess, but um,
0: you well, had one job. I well, I,
2: you know, there's other stuff going on. People are out in the hallway. Sometimes I'm a hallway guy. I was probably talking to Nori Newilly or uh, or Casey Rogers about his 90 a, inch TV.
0: Nice, that's true. That's does it have apps? Can he download apps on that 90 inch TV? Unclear.
2: He said he got it off a deal on TikTok, which I don't know what that is.
0: Wow. Maybe <laughs> you and Nick can do that next. <laughs> Anyways, so more seriousness. Adrian. Adrian. Adrian coming back. I just feel like it's. It was not talked about. It wasn't in anyone's mind, and then it like came up two weeks ago, and now it's like, wait, are we talking about this now? And yeah. I think we should just kind of wait it out a little bit.
2: I, I've been thinking about it the majority of the season, I, just from my interest level in it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's only really that significant. I don't, it's significant both ways. If if he comes back. Um, and they run it back with this coaching staff, which I I think they will at this point. And, you know, you basically are putting it all on the line again next year. Adrian will have been your only quarterback that you would have got a chance to do it with, which is, which is super interesting to me. And then if he does, like if he leaves, then you are going to go into this really, really crucial season and, um, you know, either you're, putting it all on Logan Smothers or you're going out to find somebody in the transfer portal, an, an unknown commodity or maybe a known commodity like me. I, I don't know. So there's, there's some give and take with that one too. I, I find the conversation super interesting and um, it, it's probably too early to like ask. Cause what's he going to say? Like, right. You know, he's, yeah. he's not going to say I'm for sure not coming. Yeah. Back. I'm,
0: I'm not, not going to be here next year.
2: Right. Like, so, so you know, I get him, passing on that right now and that's kind of what I expected but people are definitely thinking about it and you know they're thinking about it too they have to figure that out and and the quarterback position next year is obviously you know a big question mark
0: I feel like this season has just left so much to be desired and then putting that kind of in his brain isn't really going to be helpful going into needing to win three out of four games to make a bowl game
2: yeah probably not so it's a lot it's (laughs) it's definitely a lot I um and the, and there's arguments to be made both like, you know, this is what we always do. We always like as the public or the media or whatever, we try to make the decision for him, like put ourselves in his shoes. Like, what would you do? And there's an argument for both sides. I mean, he he, he could come back and have another chance to flip this thing around and be statistically the greatest quarterback in Nebraska football history. He would, he would hold every record. He would start for five straight years, which would be, and, you know incredible and crazy to think about and he could you know if this season doesn't end well he could kind of make his own legacy and and still have a chance to do that and stuff like that if not he could go it, and i don't know what he has gotten back at this point in terms of you know professional prospects um but he could also go somewhere else and and play and have a chance to write the last chapter to his college story somewhere else that's that's intriguing, and if he decides to split off from Frost, what does that say? You know, so uh, that that's what rolls through my mind.
0: So intriguing to so many people, and I'm on the other side of let's just let's just wait it Come out. Come on,
2: no, you you're interested. You're like, what's going to happen here?
0: No, I'm not because <laughs> because they're not going to make a bowl game there. I said I said it. I said it. It feels like and, they won't. And then we're just going to have a super long off season. So if we're already talking about this narrative now. We're gonna have a lot. We're gonna be talking about it for a long. Well, that'll time.
2: be cleaned up quick, though. That that that's like a January thing where you got to decide, you know, what you're gonna do before, you know, spring con- or winter conditioning or whatever. So that'll get up, cleaned up pretty quick after the season.
0: January's three months away.
2: Three months away from now, but one month away from the end of the season. Okay. Six weeks. <laughs>
0: Okay, we're going to take a break, and then on the other side of this is Parker Gabriel, and we're going to talk some football.
4: Back to the Ticket Weeknights
2: on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here's your host, Nicole Griffin.
0: Welcome back into the Ticket Weeknights. How's everybody doing? Happy Monday. I was not here last week, I apologize. I had my mom in town, and I wanted to hang out with her. But now I'm back with you guys, Big Sky and Connor Happer, and uh, first part of the show, we uh, talked volleyball, we talked football, we touched on basketball just a little bit. Busy week in Husker Athletics, and um, yeah, Husker's fresh off a of bye, and we are going to just go straight to our first guest, Parker Gabriel. He joins us on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Parker, how's it going?
4: I'm doing great. How are you
0: doing? I'm good. You sound very serious. <laughs> Why are yeah, you so serious. serious? Always
4: extremely serious.
0: Yeah, this is, um, this is a serious show. This is for serious yeah. people. We're supposed to be having fun. Oh, so oh. my first question. Parker, where's your fun voice?
4: <laughs> I'm There's. sorry. You want to you, you start over? <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. We're going to start over. Ready? We're going to sure. go to the Honda of Lincoln Hotline where Parker Gabriel joins us. Parker, how are you doing?
4: I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Amazing. See, really
0: there we go. Okay. My first question is against Purdue, is this a winnable game or not? <laughs> Stop laughing.
4: <laughs> winnable game, biggest game of the year, biggest game of Frost tenure. Some might say. toss up. Must yes, win. All of them. Everything, that, everything that's been said about every game so far this year, this is definitely another game.
2: We are kind of in that season, though, right? The yeah, the I don't know narrative, whatever. The the everything is a everything is a referendum on the program. I mean, because I mean they've they have unfortunately put themselves in that position where it's like, yeah, well, this this stuff matters a lot now, and every little detail
4: matters a lot. Yeah, it's I mean it's the it's the second time in three years. Twenty twenty is different, obviously, with where they ended up. They could have played in a bowl game. They decided not to. But in 2019 and this year, they have a team that you look at and you're like, okay, they, you know, a team should probably play in a bowl game. And then they just really put themselves behind the eight ball. They did that in 2019 where it was like, hey, you know, you, you're going to have to beat some really good teams down the stretch in order to get to six. Or Obviously in that case, maybe even to a greater degree now, uh, where, you know, you got to win three out of four probably um, against – uh, Purdue, and then uh, everybody knows the November slate Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, everything, I don't know. It's like you said, we've been calling it a referendum season um, on our podcast with the Journal Star. And, and that's what it just, I'm not, it's not my job to decide whether it's a referendum season, but that's what it feels like. I mean, when you, when you, every week is, that's what it feels like. And so that's, um. with that comes the sense of like every week is, a big swing one way or the other. Uh, And Purdue is more that than maybe you would have thought a few weeks ago, just because they played, they had played pretty well until um, not playing well against Wisconsin on Saturday.
0: Do you think that there's any reason for concern about um, the team lacking juice going into this game, obviously coming off a bye, but um, they've lost four out of the last five?
4: Well, I, you know, I think there's naturally some concern about that because you'd think that there's a that there's a I don't know about like a breaking point. That sounds really dramatic, but like at some point, it's hard to uh, keep believing that it's going to turn around this year when you don't see it and you don't see it and you don't see it. But at the same time, it seemed today we didn't. Talk, I mean, we talked to seven players, I think, and and, and Frost obviously. I mean the bye week helps it helps to get away for a day or two just to clear your mind and to have a little bit of a break and then you get back into it. and It's like, okay, here, here we go. So um, I don't know. I'd be surprised. I said this before the Minnesota game and I was surprised, um, <laughs> you know, for the most part this year, they've played with a lot of energy. Um, I'd be surprised if that didn't happen against Purdue, especially because they're coming off a bye. They'll be fresh. Uh, the legs will feel good. Um, you know that doesn't guarantee a win or anything like that, but um, you would think that with a two-week, you know, two games on the schedule here before the next bye week, there it should be easy to to ramp it up and 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 have a lot of energy for a couple weeks before you get another week off.
2: Parker, what's um, what's on the line in the in the final four games of the year? Like, is it it is it does it go all the way to you know? The coaching staff coaching for their jobs are we like are we there yet or I guess if and if that's not the case what is on the line in the final four games
4: yeah I mean I don't I mean I don't know anything about about that like concretely I think it's always it's always an evaluation Um, as much as supportive as Trev Alberts has been so far and as complimentary as he's been and as much as he's probably known some of these guys for a long time. Like it's all, there's always evaluation happening and in particular when a new athletic director takes over. Um, and on top of that, like, I think you play out the string at this point, right? There's only, you know, there's only four, you know, schedule. There's only four win totals. You can really end up with at this point. Um, the worst of those, like three wins would be bad for everybody. There's just no doubt about right. it. You know, like that's not, if you're a head coach, if you're an assistant coach, that outcome probably makes you very nervous. Now, I mean, we can sit here and say, well, that's not going to happen, or I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, you got to go win a game to make sure of that, and you probably got to go win a couple games to make sure, you know, I mean, I I don't know, four and eight. Like, uh, I know that these things aren't about win totals, but I think what's – okay, so essentially then is what's on the line. You want to try to win three out of four and make a bowl game, and – even if you don't do that, there's got to be in this conversation about being close and about being one inch away and all of that. Like I think that they need, and I don't mean need in the sense of like in order to keep a job or whatever, but the program, like those guys need to win a game, a Mm -hmm. big game. Mm -hmm. And I don't, Purdue might not even count in that conversation. Fair, unfair, otherwise, like you might be talking about Ohio state, Iowa, Wisconsin, like, you can keep, like Ty Robinson today said, that one of the things that Tony Tony Tuioti talks about is, is hitting the stone. You might hit the stone 100 times and it doesn't break, but the 101st might be the time that finally the stone cracks. And that's sort of where they're at. But, like, the other option in that is you, you end up walking away from the stone and saying this thing's never going to break. Yeah. And the way that that happens is if you're never, we heard Trev Alvers talk about this recently, if you're never rewarded for the work you put in, at some point you question whether the work's worth it or not. And so I just think for the psyche of, of everybody, but for the players and coaches in particular, um, a big notch on the belt somewhere between now and the end of the season seems like an important thing um, to get something out of this year that's tangible. Uh, to sell to recruits on the road, um, to buoy the fan base a little bit. You know, you're, you're, a month from now, the season might be over, a month from tomorrow. So that all of that, like time is ticking to actually break through and accomplish that, whether it's one, the only win in the last four or one of three or, you know, whatever the situation is. It
2: smells like it's got to be Iowa. I, I, I don't know. It's <laughs> like, so Purdue might not do it. Wisconsin is, you know, and maybe they look different in a, in a couple of weeks, and they they have certainly looked better. And they what they did to Purdue on Saturday was was relatively notable. And and, and Ohio State might go the other way. Like I don't know. It kind of lines up to me where, um, <laughs> where that Iowa game right. is awfully important.
4: Well, I think there's. I mean, look, I I think that there are three games out there to be had down the stretch. Now yeah. that I'm not saying I think they're going to do it, but I, there's no reason with. With the way they've played at times this year, there's no reason they can't beat Purdue. There's no reason they can't beat Wisconsin. Now, that, that's going to be tough. Like, Wisconsin, they found something in their run game the past couple of weeks. They've won, I think it's three in a row now. Not exactly a murderer's row. It's Illinois, Army, and Purdue. <laughs> but even still, uh, you know, they've won three in a row. Uh, they're in the hunt still for the West. Uh, and Iowa... You know, Wisconsin and Iowa are similar in this conversation in the sense of, like, Wisconsin's defense is just really good all around. Illinois, or, excuse me, Iowa's has been prolific, really prolific in taking the ball away. Neither has got that much going on offensively. So, I don't – it's – you don't expect one of those teams to, to show up against Nebraska and win by three scores or something like that. So, you just – there's three out there. Now, Ohio State's rolling. I think they're obviously the best team in the conference. I think they're going to win the East and go back to the playoff. And they they might be – I don't know. If you look around the country, like outside of Alabama, I don't know who is more dangerous in a playoff scenario to Georgia than Ohio State at this point. But that's another conversation. Hmm. The other three, I just think there's – I just think there's wins out there for Nebraska to get, which sort of goes back to the last point that we were making, which is with gettable games left on the schedule – if you don't find a way they're not none of them are going to be easy but if you don't find a way to get them it only sort of heightens the question of are you capable of getting them at all
0: Parker I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit I guess You um okay here I go <laughs> will this is there is it realistic that this team wins 3 of the next 4 games
4: Well I mean conventional wisdom if you look at the season to date the answer is no um they've been bad in close games they've turned the ball over in inopportune times if Frost said this on wednesday it's really true there's been games where they've made game winning type plays on offense and then they've given up a drive on defense and there's been times where the defense has made game winning type plays and then the offense can't cash it in they just haven't been able to put that all together and then oh by the way you know special teams I had a couple of catastrophic errors early in season two. So, uh, conventional wisdom would tell you no. Um, that's what uh, they're going to be close games, and Nebraska has been really, really bad in close games record wise. Um, at the same time, like, if you just look at them as each in their own right, Purdue, Wisconsin, and Iowa, like, yeah, I think they can win each of those games. So,. To at least some degree, I think they could win all of those games. But the biggest problem that Nebraska has had this year is that the distance between could and reality just has been way outsized. There's no other way to say it. Like they they haven't come close to maximizing what they could have done uh, against teams that they're you know, about evenly matched with. They're maybe not quite as good as Michigan, and they're probably more talented than Illinois um, for sort of like the two ends of the spectrum, but they lost both those games. Uh, and so, like, can they? Yes. Will they? Uh, you know, the data this year so far would suggest no.
0: Are you, Parker, this is Kate Parker Gabriel joining us from the Lincoln Journal Star. Are you making... Um much out of the Adrian Martinez coming back or not narrative right now, um, or is it kind of too soon to be talking about that? That's what Happer and I were talking about in the first segment.
4: Yeah, well, we asked him about it today because I do think it's – I just thought it I thought it was interesting to ask him well, on a bye week. You know, you get away a little bit, and maybe that stuff creeps into your mind more than it does when you're at the facility every single day and, and grinding it out for eight straight games and all that. And he said that he 100% has not made that decision, hasn't given it a lot of thought. That'll be after the season. I I mean, I'll take him at his word for that. Um, You know, you might, one day you might think one way, one day you might think another, Um, you know, not just Adrian, but anybody when you're in that sort of situation. So um, we won't hear anything from the horse's mouth about that until after the season. I think that's almost guaranteed. Um, But you know, it's, I mean, it's just, there's some guys that have really interesting decisions to make about, do you come back for another year or do you not? Um, do you go to the NFL? You know, for the, for most of the guys, it's probably like, are you going to roll the dice in the draft process or come back? There's some guys where the decision is three, threefold, you know, come back NFL draft or go somewhere else. Uh, Adrian's probably got the, what will be the most closely watched Mm -hmm. and maybe the most interesting out of all of those, uh, all of those players who have that decision to make and, um, certainly not going to be an easy call. Uh, and so I think, I think we're, we are much more likely to be talking about what he decides in December, uh, or if they make a run to a bowl game, maybe not until January. Um, rather than in the next couple of weeks.
2: It, it's interesting, Parker, because normally when we run into a, a situation like this where, you know, it, and it happens every year, there's a guy who's probably got an eye on the NFL draft or it looks like he's going to be drafted. Usually the conversation in the fan base is like, okay, is he going to stay or is he going to go? And every, every fan wants him to stay. Not every fan wants Adrian to stay. Like, that, that's not, this is right. a really unique situation. And then, like you said, he also has the third option of going somewhere else and and doing it too. It's, it's endlessly intriguing to me.
4: Yeah. There's, there's so many wrinkles to it. I mean, and and some of them are probably have obvious answers. Like I'm, I don't, you know, I'm guessing that Scott Frost and, and Mario Berdusco are like, if we want him, we want, if he wants to come back, we definitely want him back. Um, That's probably the case. Uh, Next year, assuming the coaching staff's all the same is going to be a really, really important year. Um, You know, then you've got other quarterbacks. It's like, okay, you know, you're waiting one more year and then may, or, you know, who's on the transfer market. And there's just so many elements that go into it. And at the end of the day, the first piece of the puzzle and the biggest piece of the puzzle is Adrian Martinez at some point after the season, sitting down and making a decision. Okay. What is best for me? Uh, and that's how it's going to start, uh, and then the, then it'll it'll go from there. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's going to be a fascinating thing to watch play out. And he's not the only guy, you know. I mean, there's other guys on this roster. There's certainly a lot of other quarterbacks around the country who are going to be in some variation of a similar situation. Um, and so, you know, it's just like people people like I, I get I have like you say, I mean, there's some people who are like, like there's people in my Twitter mentions today saying bench Adrian for the last four games to see what you've got in, in, you know, Smothers or Harburg or whoever. And it's like in 2021, the equation is not who's going to start between those two guys in 2022. Mm -hmm. It's, is Adrian coming back? Maybe one of those guys shoot, maybe Richard Torres, if he's healthy or like, literally anybody else in the country who might transfer so it's not as like you would never i think teams are way less well nebraska's not gonna do it anyways but teams are a lot less likely i think to just sort of wave the white flag and say let's see what we've got in a young guy because you don't even that's not even necessarily the decision you're making about quarterback or whatever the position is going forward with the way that the transfer portal works now
0: Okay, Parker. I have one more for you before I let you go. Coming off the bye week, which um, group? What is it called? Position group. Position group. It's forgetting the P word. Which position group do you <laughs> want to see see the most from? That's a very open-ended question, but
4: yeah, no, no, that's a good one though. I like it. Um, I will say the defensive line. I thought like Michigan and Minnesota are two of the best teams. In the, in the conference in terms of, of rushing the football. Um, but Nebraska wore down a little bit there. They were really good um, in the first two of that four-game conference stretch. They were really good against Michigan State, really good against Northwestern. You know, you had one team that was really good running the football, Michigan State, one team not so much, Northwestern. And then it got a little bit leaky as it, as it went along uh, against Michigan and, and Minnesota. And so I think that, that group's got something to prove. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a different challenge this week. Purdue's is much more of a pass first offense. Um, but the next two weeks, uh, against Purdue and then certainly against Ohio State, uh, that group has a big challenge on its hands and, and, uh, you know, we'll see if they're up, up to it to show that, yeah, I mean, maybe they wore down a little bit or whatever against Minnesota, um, after, at the end of that eight game stretch, but I think they could use a resurgence and I think that they're, capable of it there's that word again capable we'll see if it happens
0: awesome he is parker gabriel of the journal star thanks for joining us and spending your monday with us
4: you bet have a (laughs) have a great night and uh half dog we'll talk to you bright and early tomorrow thanks park
0: dog great energy way to end it out really well that was parker of the lincoln journal star you already saw him today hung out with him you're gonna see him tomorrow or chat with him tomorrow that's right i only get him on mondays for 20 minutes it's
2: always productive you always get you always learn something what'd you learn well i he just opened up my brain even further on the whole adrian martinez but not now not that i haven't <laughs> thought about a lot but it's you know it's it gets more interesting by the time that people talk about it
0: we are on different ends of the spectrum on that. you'll get so, there don't worry we are going to take a break and on the other side of this we're going to close out the hour with on the fly with big sky
2: back to The Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and Ticketfm.com. Here's
4: your host, Nicole Griffith.
0: And welcome back. We are closing out the first hour of Ticket Weeknights with Nicole Griffith. As we do every show, and by every show I mean maybe every other show, is with On the Fly with Big Sky. Big Sky, take it away.
2: Hey, I won last week, just or two weeks ago. Okay,
0: yeah, there was no show last week.
2: Yeah, I was say that no one won last week. But I'm one, one, oh, and one and never lost. I, I actually, Never
3: lost! I actually took a massive L for an hour last week with uh, Nick and DP on. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't even podcast. So I took such a massive L.
2: They just made fun of you the whole time?
3: Yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm a nerd, according to DP and Nick.
2: What would, would you like to d- dive into it? No, I'm not going to dive okay. into it
3: again. All right, got it. Uh in I a, would
0: like you to dive into. I it. Can t- I'll tell
3: you off air, Nicole. We're not. We're not going live. This with is my, uh, my
0: show, and you do what I. We're doing on wow. the fly. Wow! I'm guy. just kidding. Okay, on the fly. Go ahead.
3: In a tiny neighborhood in Richmond district in this West Coast state, self-driving Waymo cars have been converging at all hours of the day and night, mystifying Virginia. neighbors.
2: So West Coast.
0: Oh, I thought you said East Coast. Richmond.
2: You said West Coast, right?
3: Yeah, I said West Coast.
0: Virginia. <laughs>
2: California. This is obvious California.
3: It is California. Obvious. Obvious San Francisco is where the Richmond district is. I could have guessed that even
2: more specifically.
0: No, you wouldn't have.
2: I mean, this sounds, San Francisco sounds like the only place where this would happen in the entire world. Cars were getting together
3: because they wanted to hang out. Yeah, they're just driving themselves there. Yes. Yeah, it's a meetup.
2: That's in San Francisco.
0: Okay, whatever. Next. That's one.
3: Uh, we have sad on the fly. A zebra that escaped from a, an East Coast farm has died, officials say.
0: East Coast. Oh, sad.
3: Out Northern East Coast.
0: Pennsylvania.
2: Has, how has
3: said zebra died? I didn't get that far into the article. Well, I'm curious. This yeah. is about headlines, Happer.
2: Um, let's say that this happened in uh, Maryland. Oh,
3: Happer's two for two. Hello.
2: <laughs>
0: I hate this game. <laughs> Everyone knows that zebras
3: live in Maryland. And for our international on the fly headline, Carmen Mola was a popular novelist. Three male writers from this Spanish speaking country made her up. If I go three for three here, I don't I'm gonna So it's not Spain because that's
0: too easy, right?
3: It is a Spanish speaking country.
0: Um,
2: Venezuela.
3: Mm. He, I don't like That's that. That's
0: Portuguese, isn't it?
3: Uh, they speak uh, They speak Spanish? Brazil is Portuguese, I believe. Oh, okay. Well, I know Brazil is Portuguese. I don't know if Venezuela is it is what it is. Is
0: it a South America country?
3: Happer already took his guess, and I he didn't have that kind of information. Well,
0: it doesn't matter. He's up to nothing. <laughs> yeah, I've already It clinched. is
3: not a South American country. Damn. Spain. It is Spain. It. <laughs> yes. We'll give two points for the international what? correct is a
2: tie.
0: Never lost. This
2: is a garbage game. I still have never lost.
0: Okay, Chicago Bulls. <laughs> never lost
2: me and levar ball still
3: lonzo you mean
2: no levar this is what he that's what he said he when they asked him like oh yeah if he ever played one on one against michael jordan or something like that he
3: said never lost with the bulls talking remember
2: to you. remember do you remember levar ball and that whole like there was like a levar ball moment
3: yeah he was on he got he made got on the herd for a day
2: nicole remembers he, i didn't enjoy him I didn't either. I don't think anybody really did, but it was a
0: thing for quite a while.
3: I don't understand how he didn't parlay LaMelo Ball's actually good rookie season into more buzz. I
0: know. Do you see Leangelo was signed for like less than 24 hours?
3: Yes. Well, it's because they waived him so they could send him. They, they basically signed him to the NBA contract so they could have his G League rights and he wouldn't have to go through the G League draft mm. where they have a chance of not getting him. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So they signed him to an NBA contract oh, to drop him back. Down to the I didn't know G that, G Big Sky. That's good. That's a good fact. Wow, Thank
0: you. you're so smart.
3: This is uh, this is what scrolling endlessly on social media has gotten.
2: But years. yet we don't know how the zebra died.
0: Okay. I, I will
3: look up how the zebra died. I don't the
0: appreciate your non-empathy towards this zebra.
3: Zebra. Let the zebra rest in peace.
0: Yes,
2: in Maryland. Well, I, I want to know uh, Two escape. Oh, they're still roaming.
3: Nope, the official said they died. We have sources on this. NPR reported it. Jeez.
0: I watched NPR today.
2: Okay, NPR. The owner of three escaped zebras in Maryland has been charged with animal cruelty. Oh, no.
3: I didn't want to know about this. It was caught in a snare trap. There you go. Mm. Now now everybody listening to the ticket has that in their mind. I apologize. Your, your thirst for knowledge.
2: My thirst for knowledge bites me yet again. Never want to know more.
0: So then, who wins that who, game? I think I won. We tied two-two,
2: only I, by I, a technicality.
3: Yeah, I didn't do the. Uh, I didn't do, make a tiebreaker for this one.
0: Well, s-
2: Nicole, okay, you're All a right. sore loser. All it's right, here's time the- what? to no suck one. it up.
3: I won. Here's the tiebreaker. Uh for for the win. What what item from a popular pop culture film series do I own multiple of that was revealed last week on this show
0: there was no show well, last DP
3: week. Nick and I did a show
0: I didn't listen actually I did you ran my open and I was having a slight panic attack in the car because I was not here
3: well the log was already made and we don't have anything that's just generic
2: please please say the question again
3: okay what item from a popular film series yes. do I own multiple of? So it's an item in a film bad series bad that I meth. own multiple. Lightsabers. Happerwins.
0: Yes! <laughs> I win again! You don't own a lot of meth from breaking. <laughs> I do not own
3: a lot of a lot of meth.
0: Do you not hear me? It's <laughs> pretty funny.
3: But I was more right. Happer was exactly right. Actually, amazing.
0: Okay, well, whatever. Um, we're that's the first hour of the ticket weeknights. We are going to bring in Jimmy Watkins from the Omaha World Herald. After this, at Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation. And partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more visit parker.com slash purpose parker engineering your success
2: what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving